We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show. The postseason is here. The regular season is over. And oh boy, we've got a lot of drama to talk about. That's not just what we're going to be seeing in these play-in matchups, even playoff matchups. We've got some stuff happening. It was, Keith, I don't know what this was, but everybody was agitated in the final <laughs> game of the season. Like we saw teammates fighting with teammates in multiple games. What is going on? Pressure of the postseason, baby. Everybody's ready to ready to go. We're getting down to the good stuff now, and these games really matter. And I think for some of these teams, they might have played out, especially like that Clippers, like Mason Plumley and Bones yeah. Island getting into it a little bit. And now theirs didn't go like the Wolves, and we're going to talk about that because by the end of that time, all Plumley and Highland were giving each other a hug and moving on. But it's teams are. We're down to it now, right? This is this is the real stuff. It all matters now, and I think everybody's feeling a little bit of that pressure, you know, you know, building and pushing on them. So let's let's start with the wolves. Then um, we see the altercation between Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson. Now Gobert, it was just announced a little bit before we started recording this that he is suspended for the next game against uh, the Lakers. They're playing game against the Lakers. Let's start with that. First of all, what did you think of the incident? And then is that the appropriate response for him to be suspended for this game? Yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate what, what we saw. And it's come out that Kyle Anderson was really kind of riding Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert was upset because he was already playing hurt. And he didn't feel like he was – it sounds like just didn't feel like that was being respected. Then, you know, but he can't throw a punch at a teammate. And if – I've watched it now a million times, like everybody else has – feels like he pulled off that punch from like, I'm going to deck you in the face and like mm -hmm. pulled off to make sure he hit him in the shoulder. And, and I think it was probably one of those, like, as he was throwing it, he thought better of it. and was like, Oh crap, but you can't do that. And the Wolves response, I think is, is perfectly appropriate. I think, you know, one game suspension and, you know, move, moving on, I think, you know, not to, well, we're going to talk about the game a little more in depth here in a minute, but not to step on that too much, but I think they're also looking at it and saying, I don't know that you're the best matchup for us in this yeah. game anyway. So, you know, it's not the end of the world, but yeah, I mean, you can't do that. You can't hit teammates. I think, you know, we all kind of know this, like that's probably just not a good way to do things. And even if you feel like you want to at times. So yeah, I get why the Wolves suspended him. Keith, I just ran the numbers on this um, because I had a lot of people messaging me saying, 
does this actually hurt the wolves to not have Gobert? Um, according to Cleaning the Glass, the wolves with Towns on the floor, but without Rudy Gobert, Nas Reed, and Jaden McDaniels, all three who are hurt, and we'll talk about McDaniels in just a minute, the Wolves are plus 9.5 points per 100 possessions. Now that's in 304 possessions, so it's not the biggest sample size in the world, but it's not a small yeah. sample size either. With Gobert and Towns on, but no Reed and no McDaniels, the Wolves are minus 6.2 points in 264 possessions. Again, not the biggest sample size ever, but not minuscule either. I don't, I don't look at this as something that just immediately eliminates the Wolves. Now, it robs them of some depth, but they can still be a, a dangerous team here, uh, although I wonder what the chemistry is going to be like given everything that's swirling around them right now. Yeah, that's – so it's it, it, moving on from the Gobert side of it because I think that kind of is what it is. Right. Then what you get into is the combination of no Gobert, no Nas Reed, and now very highly likely no Jaden McDaniels. I just don't understand how he would even remotely begin to play with a fracture on his shooting hand. And if anybody didn't see what happened there, he was subbed out early in their game and he punched the wall. And that's yeah. reportedly where he fractured his hand. So, you know, just idiocy abounds in Minnesota, apparently, of just, you know, don't punch things. Like, let's not punch things, right? Or, or get him some soft pillows, right? Like, and get angry. <laughs> like, here's your punching pillow or something. I don't know. Um, you know. I saw somebody suggested having, like, uh, having heavy bags, like, just yeah. in, in the tunnel, you know, yeah. just so for, for players, you know, so you don't wind up with this, with this situation. Or, but... or one of those things, like, we, we all had as a kid, it was, like, like, usually, like, looked like a clown or something, and you punch it, and it would fall over and Right yeah, yeah, up. like something like that, those. right? It's uh, yeah, maybe that's what they need. What's know? uh, what's the bigger loss for the Wolves? Is it McDaniels or is it Gobert in this matchup? In this matchup against the Lakers, I think it's McDaniels. I, yeah. I think you want him to put on the floor to be not the LeBron stopper, but the primary defender on LeBron, right? That's your goal if you're Minnesota, is put him on LeBron and just make LeBron work, right? That, that's it's we're now to the point where. He's not LeBron LeBron anymore, but he's still going to get where he wants to do what he wants to do on the floor. So your main goal is you got to make him work as hard as you can. So I think that's the your, your challenge there is if you don't have him, that's tough because now you're probably looking, all right, we don't have Gobert, so we're going to struggle to hold down the interior. We don't have McDaniels. You're probably looking to turn it more into a shootout. Right. And you're probably looking, let's, you know, maybe try to get up and down the floor a little bit. And, and this is one where I highly encourage people. You got to be careful if you look at pace stats because the Lakers pace was inflated when they had Russ because they played super fast. They don't play quite as fast now. Um, but it's one of those things where I, I don't know that I want to get into a shootout with the Lakers either. I guess in the end, and I'll step on my my pick here. I just don't see how Minnesota wins this game. I they can, they're but it's going to have to be in the sounds stupid to put it this way, but they're going to have to outscore the Lakers, right? It's just you're not going to win 105 100 against the yeah. Lakers, not with the personnel you have. Most likely, it's probably going to have to be you win 120 to 115 or something like that. Yeah, and you get look in today's NBA, you get an outlier shooting game from three. And that, that can easily carry you, it can carry just about any team to a win in today's league, particularly with the volume of three-point shots that are that are taken. So I do expect to see the Wolves taking more threes in this one. Uh, but Keith, just to close the book on, on everything going on, this is crazy, right? That you have two punching-related related incidents on the most important game of the season for the Wolves 
Like, what are, what are you thinking? And how furious should the Wolves be right now that they gave up everything they gave up to get Gobert? They're paying him the salary they did. And then this happens in the biggest moment of the – this is what you got him for, was for this kind of situation, this kind of game. Hey, we're going to be bigger than the opponent. We're going to be able to protect the rim. And then this happens. Yeah. This is, it, this is, it, this is insane. Mass. Yeah, it, it's it's a complete mess because now – you got to deal with whatever the fallout is immediately of this, whether they lose to the Lakers or not, or you're going into the you know playoffs, whatever it is, you're gonna have to deal with. He comes back, or him and Kyle Anderson. Okay, what's that gonna look like? What's it gonna look like as these guys just kind of you know move forward? And then you've got multiple years left of Rudy Gobert's contract. You're gonna feel good about that on the McDaniel's front. You're one of your key young guys who's set to be paid this summer on an extension. Mm -hmm. What is that going to look like now? Now that one I think is more forgivable because it's already young and get caught in the heat of the moment. Just don't be dumb next time. But yeah, yeah just not, not, not good. So I, I'm, I'm maybe, maybe I'm going out on the world's uh, most sturdy limb in the world here, but I'm assuming you're picking Lakers to, sure. to win this game. So yeah. yeah so if we're both Lakers and then, you know, we, we, we see where it goes and then, you know, Lakers, Grizzlies, and should that come to pass, we'll preview that, you know, one, mm-hmm. one, but we know. All right. Um, let's stick in, uh, in the Western. Well, actually, you know what? We need to talk Mavs and we can kind of use yeah. that to springboard into this sure. OKC uh, game, OKC and the Pelicans. So let's, let's go with, with the Mavs though. Uh, the NBA investigating to see the circumstances by which the Mavs decided to bench Luca mid game. Uh, and apparently just decided to pull the plug on the season. I've got a lot of fans, though, saying, how is this different than other teams that are clearly putting out rosters that are trying to lose? Why is the NBA investigating this and turning a blind eye towards other teams that clearly have no intention of winning a basketball game? Yeah, I think there's it's the, the look of it was game 81. There were your game back, you hit, you're still very much alive. Mm-hmm. Whereas yes, when Portland shut it down, we talked about it on the show. Like they're shutting it down while still in playoff contention as unlikely as it may have been that. Cause I think they were like three and a half, four games. They were kind of teetering between those two when they basically pulled the plug and said, no more Dame, no more Nurkic, no more, you know, Jeremy Grant and mm-hmm. called it. Now, the difference is all those guys, especially like Nurkic and Grant, they were dealing with real injuries that had, that had kept them out. Now they probably could have come back. And then Dame, you know, was like, yeah, I probably could play through this, but you know, there where Dallas basically openly said, and that's, I think the bigger problem. Yeah. Jason Kidd said, you know, organizationally we made a change and we decided we're not going to, you know, try for the playoffs anymore. And this is on the heels of just a couple years ago, Mark Cuban saying, Hey, it's better for us to lose and get a good high draft pick than it is to try and win games. That's the problem here with the NBA. They're going to let you shut guys down and tank into your, I guess, into lottery position and out of the playoffs, but you just can't be you know, overt and be like, Hey, look at mm-hmm. us. We don't care. We're trying to lose because that's just that that's not a great look. But yeah, I'm kind of the mindset of, I get it. I get why they did it. I don't think it's a great message to send to Luca of, Hey, you're not enough to win just you. So we're going to shut it down and call it good. I think yeah. that's not great. I also think like you really didn't feel like if you got into the playoffs, you could, 
beat the Nuggets or Grizzlies. It's not, not like we're talking the 70 win Warriors here. And, you know, right. So I, I wouldn't have favored Dallas. I would have picked probably Denver or Memphis, but sure. it just felt, it feels very, very weird to me. But I'm not going to get overly worked up about it because I kind of, you know, it is what it is. Because how do you, if you're the Mavs, how do you not just say, we have Luca, we have Kyrie. If they go nuclear, we can beat anybody. And again, sure. I talked about this on, on the last matchup that high volume three point shooting teams, if they get hot from three, they can they can win a game easily. And that's exactly what the Mavs are. They're one of the highest volume mm-hmm. three point shooting teams in the NBA. That said, I've got a lot of people questioning. Well, is this indicative of a bigger problem in the NBA? Is the NBA system broken? And is this just proof of that? I think this is a very very specific incident here. You have teams that are built to lose games, right? But they are also building towards something long-term. The Mavs choosing the path they chose had a lot to do with the fact that they had their their pick was top 10 protected, yep. right? They were right and on that right line. There. Yep. And that's what that's what ultimately created this. It wasn't necessarily the Mavs saying, well, you know what? We just don't want to win basketball games. If the Mavs pick was, you know, I don't know, top four protected, this is a very different decision, right? Like this, this is the specific protections on this pick that created this decision. Yeah. And that that's the easiest and most simple way to put it is, you know, that that's what it is. So yeah, I, I, again, I'm not going to have a huge issue. No, that's, it's not broken, right. It's not, this is a, a very, like you said, a unique situation to this, this team in this case and this year. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, San Antonio, Houston, Detroit. Like, yeah, this was how it was always going to go for them. And you know what? Houston and San Antonio won a handful of your guess, not so much Spurs, but Houston definitely won a handful of yeah. games down the street. We both know that. that. Yeah, right. Yeah, that people are like, yeah, what are you doing? Like their fans were so angry. I mean, you know, yeah. I had Rockets fans in my mentions. Like, what are you, why, what are the Celtics doing? Like, we need to lose these games. And it's like, I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what they're doing either. You know, and I'm sure you had the same thing yep. from Rockets fans in your mentions and the Lakers were losing to them. So yeah, I it just, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't even want to say it's a black eye. It's more like a, you know, just a, a, a little red scratch, you know, for it's, on it's the NBA. Toe. Like, yeah, that's it. I'm just like, it just feels kind of gross, right? It just yeah. feels a little bit like, oh, man, this doesn't feel great. But, no. you know, it, it is what it is, I guess. And it's, you know, if you're Dallas, it's, you know, summer questions, man. Kyrie didn't do exit interviews with the media, which is fine. I don't really care about that. He wasn't going to give you, I, you know what, honestly, all you, all anybody was going to do is like, are you resigning? 
He's going to be yeah. like, oh, you know, and we'll Let's look at it. We're going to look out. at everything and blah, yep. blah, blah. And you weren't know, going to get anything out of it anyway. So I don't mind that he skipped the exit interviews at all um, with the media, as long as he's doing what he needs to do with the team. That's all that really matters. So, yeah, it's a uh, interesting summer, to say the least, coming for the Mavericks. All right, let's talk about the play-in matchup there. Now we have OKC and the Pelicans. Are you surprised that the Pelicans sort of collapsed in the second half here against a Minnesota team that looked like they were imploding? I mean, they're literally punching things. And the Pelicans (laughs) didn't find a way to win that game despite Brandon Ingram going for 42-12-7. What are your thoughts there? This is one where I wish I kind of covered the Timberwolves as like a beat writer. So it would have been like Wolves fight their way off the ropes to stave <laughs> off, you know, playing or something. Right. It's like like what they did, right? Like, like sometimes you got to punch back. And the you know, the Wolves a punch their ticket to the postseason. That's it. Yeah. That's oh, that's no. that's if they beat the Lakers, right? Like that, that should true, be the true. headline, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, it's no, I mean, this is kind of who the Pelicans have been all year. They're just very inconsistent team. That's why they're down in that range in the playoffs and it's one of those things as you kind of look at it is it was funny there was a point where in the second half late in the i guess even in the fourth quarter where it looked like holy crap the clippers are going to lose pelicans yeah. are going to win and pelicans we were going to get lakers clippers seed. yeah we're going to get yep. lakers clippers you know for the play-in and it was just like who would have ever thought that um but yeah no i mean that's just who they are right the pelicans are they're 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 good when they look good and when they don't, they they just don't look very good. I was a little surprised they went away from uh, Jonas Valanciunas the way they did. Yeah. I didn't really understand that move because he was really doing doing some good work uh, for them inside, and you know that that seemed odd to me. And and now I'm I think they're gonna beat the Thunder, but I don't know. I'm not fully sold that they will beat the Thunder, um, just because the Thunder are scrappy, man. They mm-hmm. they just they they play they play hard and you know we're, we're gonna see you know what it looks like it's it's a it's an interesting matchup of you know it's a whole bunch of perimeter guys going against each other which is going to be a lot of fun too just stylistically um no indication we're going to see zion so i think no. that's probably out the window um at this point so yeah it should, should be a fun game but uh, i'm gonna pick the pelicans but not with a ton of confidence well that's that's the key, right? You talk about the perimeter guys and how fun it's going to be in that matchup. I think that's going to be critical. If if the Thunder can play Valanciunas off the floor, then they've got a shot. Yeah. If they can't, Valanciunas is going to feast on the offensive glass and and, and will destroy them. But again, the, the gamble is always, can he defend on the other end of the floor? Can the Thunder take advantage of that? The answer is yes. Then the game gets a lot more interesting. But again, if the Thunder can't play, and they have in the past, they've played them off the floor. If they can't play them off the floor, though, I, I go very strongly in the favor of the Pelicans. All right, Trevor, don't look this up. Who's the the Thunder's leading rebounder this year? Is this one of those bizarre things? Like, because my knee jerk reaction is is Josh Giddy, but is is this it's one Josh of those Giddy. bizarre things? Is it Josh Giddy? Okay, was, was... nine rebounds per game. No one else grabs more than five rebounds per yeah. game. I, I just in there, they're they're an awful, awful rebounding team. They're yeah. 29th in the league in rebounding. So that's where, yeah, let let Valanchunas live in the pain. If you're New Orleans, can't give up on him the way you did against Minnesota. You gotta you know, ride him and let let him yeah. you know dominate inside and get you into that second playing game. I mean, there's there's gonna be moments where 
the Pelicans' best offense might be just getting the ball up on the rim and the, and let Valanciunas go get it and then put up the offensive yeah. uh, offensive rebound. But again, that's assuming the Thunder can't play him off the floor on the other end, which I think is going to they're going to have to try to because if they can, this uh, that game could change considerably. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's jump over to the uh, the Eastern Conference. So, I mean, you've got some interesting matchups here. I guess let's start with Tuesday with Atlanta and Miami. The piece came out today from Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer that uh, the Hawks may even look at moving Trey Young this summer. At least that's not something that's totally off the table. They're not saying, no, we're not even taking calls on him. We won't even consider it. Like, they're going to talk about everything. If they, if the Hawks lose this game, that could push us in that direction towards some massive changes uh, in in Atlanta. And right now, in the, in the Miami Heat are favored. It's, it's Miami minus five currently. Yeah, and I think that feels about right. I'm picking the Heat to win that game. Again, yeah, don't feel super great about it because I could see it being one of those nights where, which Miami's had a lot of them, where they can't make a shot and they just miss everything all game long and Atlanta is making their shots and that's, you know, make or miss league and all that. And that's how Atlanta moves on. But I think it'll be Miami. I think they'll get enough defensive stops into the Hawks. I kind of am wondering, are the Hawks going to be, do they get, does Miami handle them with relative ease? And then if the Hawks lose that game, I'm going to pick them to lose to either the Raptors or the Bulls. So I, I think there's a chance we see, um, the, them out and then yeah i think mm-hmm. we're gonna get major major changes to this roster this offseason I, I don't know that it'll be trey young i feel i feel like that's one that it's that sounds good to put that out there and say hey nothing's off the table but sure. then you got to tell your owner like hey you know the guy who's the all-star and sells the most jerseys and all that we want to trade him like that's that's a tough conversation to have we'll see if john collins finally gets moved but what a wildly expensive team it is with a whole bunch of dudes signed long-term, including Bogdan Bogdanovich, who signed mm-hmm. that extension recently. So something's going to give and something's going to break there uh, in Atlanta for sure. But in this particular game, I think Miami's defense is what will ultimately win it for him, and that'll get the heat into the playoffs against the Celtics. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the matchup we are, are going to see as well. Uh, let's talk about the last play-in play matchup. It's the Bulls against the Raptors. This is an interesting one. This is, is an interesting one. And you know what? Like, I don't expect either team to go very far. Neither team has been as good as either side was obviously hoping for. But it's still going to be an interesting matchup between between these two teams that, um, I mean, really could go either way. Yeah, it, again, not to make it all about this, but it just feels like whichever side is making the jump shots right. is probably going to win this game. Like and Toronto is the five-point favorite right now. And I don't know that they should it be that. I feel like that's a little too high. Having just watched the Celtics destroy them in two games where the Celtics didn't really seem to care all that much. I'm not that sold on Toronto right now. Uh, That's maybe some recency bias creeping in there. But yeah, it's I, I, I feel like that's probably a little high. I feel like that's probably home court advantage getting priced in there. And again, Mm -hmm. the Raptors just kind of feel like a team that's ready to ready to break it all up and, I think we're going to see that's another team where they get into the playoffs or not. We're going to see a whole bunch of changes coming to that roster. It feels a lot like Nick nurse is done there in Toronto and is going to move on. So mm-hmm. I think we're just in a position where we're going to see a whole bunch of change. And you do wonder sometimes when you get down to it, are these guys like, 
do we want to extend this for another couple weeks just to go get our right. heads kicked in by Milwaukee? Yep. Like, you know, are we just good to call this thing and, you know, go, go down and start over and go that way. So we'll see. But I mean, I, I don't exactly trust the bulls either. Like, I feel like this could be one. I know nobody's trying to lose any of these playing games intentionally, no. obviously, but it just feels like it's one of those ones where Toronto could have that game where they're throwing the ball all over the gym. They can't make jump shots and the bulls just can't take advantage and can't, can't win. So yeah, it feels weird. I'm going to pick the Raptors, but again, not a ton of confidence in that one. Yeah. I mean, whichever team limps through this and gets there and, and who knows, maybe this winds up being a phenomenal game. We, we don't know, but do you think that either one of these teams, like whoever gets through is going to get the loser of Atlanta and Miami. I, I mean, look, you mentioned that everybody's going to play to win, but you have to wonder if some of that mentality starts to creep in of, I've already got these plans for the summer. I've got a vacation picked out. And if we get through this, we get to go play Milwaukee in round one. Like, I, I do have to wonder if, if any of that thinking does creep in here because I don't give Toronto, Chicago, Atlanta, whoever gets through, I don't give them anywhere close to any kind of a chance. It, I would project a sweep against the Bucs. Yeah, no, none of those teams are beating the Bucs unless it's uh, one of those, you know, favorite term we'll use maybe some is gentleman sweep or it's, you know, it's three Oh, yeah. and then you lose the fourth game and then you come home and close it out in game five. Maybe that's where it goes. I don't think either one of those teams has a chance against Boston either, you know, either Miami or Atlanta. Ooh. I just, think, yes. you know, I, I, I think it's just going to be, you know, the two East teams. It's very, very funny and interesting how different the conferences are Yeah, where I think, you know, especially the Lakers, like Lakers, Grizzlies, Lakers, Nuggets, either way. Like, I feel like Lakers have a chance, right? And we'll we'll get into that if and when that comes to pass. But, yeah, I, I do wonder a little bit with the Toronto-Chicago side. Is it, you know, are you just kind of, you know, we're playing out the string a little bit here and let's see where it goes. I, that one very much feels like if one team gets up 15, it's done. Like, I don't see yeah. the other one. Unless it's just, you know. Which is. Which is yeah, not the norm in the NBA though. right now. Yeah, the, this season has been all about big comebacks and no yeah. lead is safe and and all that kind of stuff. But neither one of those teams shoots well enough to pull that off. Then, then it's done. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think I think we very well could see that. Like one team gets up and the other team just goes, "I got my flip flops in my bag yeah. in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's yeah. go." Yeah, let's you know? get out of here. Let's get to a warmer climate here. Out of yeah, out of Toronto and Chicago, and we're we're headed south for the uh, south for the summer. That's not normally what birds do, right? They go south for the winter, but. <laughs> Whatever. We'll call it all good with that one. That's so, yeah. Fine. All right. So, for posterity's sake, because I'm going to track them this year. Okay. We are both picking Heat over Hawks. Yep. Uh, what's your pick, Raptors, Bulls? Uh, I will go – I think you're going to pick Raptors. So, I'm going to go Bulls just so we're different on all something. Right, perfect. Uh, we're both picking the Lakers. And then mm-hmm. Pelicans, Thunder, what's your pick? Uh, I will go with – I'm going to go Pelicans. Okay. I think they, they win the day. All right. So, so far, the only one we differ on is Raptors Bulls. So we're, yeah. we're, we're both picking the Heat, both picking the Lakers, both picking the Pelicans. And then we're both, uh, and then we're split. I'm picking Raptors. You're picking Bulls. Uh, for anybody watching or listening, we are going to do the known playoff series. We'll mm-hmm. get into those tomorrow. We're just a little bit pressed for time today. Uh, but we're going to get into those tomorrow. So the four known series, we'll preview those and give you our picks. We're going to go uh, deep into all those. Later in the week, we're going to do our awards picks. Um, so you'll know who, who we we think um, you know should should win the awards yeah. and, and all that and what our ballots would look like. Uh, should you know it, it, and 
to be very clear, we don't have official ballots. So uh, this is just our, you know, what we would have voted uh, mm -hmm. with this. So yeah, but yeah, man, dude, we're into the good stuff now. That's right. I'm, I'm so excited. It was, I've been watching, you know, Celtics heat games and Celtics Hawks games just to get myself prepared and ready to write a big preview at some point uh, tomorrow night and into Wednesday morning. So man, I can't wait. Postseason basketball. Let's go. This is going to be a lot of fun. All right, everybody, make sure you are subscribing to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Please don't keep us as the best-kept secret out there. Tell a friend. Let them know to come check us out. And then, of course, follow the podcast side over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.